0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Note to Sell with Peyton Sarton. That's me, I'm Peyton Sarton. And today's episode is going to be about something that I'm asked about quite a bit. And that is how to become a full time influencer or content creator. And I can really only answer this by sharing my own story with this. So that's what I'm going to do today and give you my best tips because I had a different experience maybe than what's happening now because I started on a like literal physical blog in like 2015. Um, But there are some things that you can definitely learn from this and some tips that I picked up along the way that I definitely still use in my day-to-day life with my current job right now. First, a little life update. I'm recording this on Tuesday evening, kind of late. I'm leaving in the morning for Coachella. And speaking of work things, this is like the biggest weekend usually for work related things. I mean, there's usually a lot of jobs to be done at Coachella. Brands want a lot of content around Coachella. So I've been really excited to get back into Coachella. I've always seen it more as a work weekend than like a fun weekend. And I've usually treated it like that. The last time I went was the last time they had it, which was 2019, and I had a little bit of fun the last day, but most of it's just work, which is kind of crazy that like this is my job is to go to Coachella (laughs) and take pictures and stuff there, though it is much more complicated. Um, I have kind of mixed feelings about this, though, because as excited as I am and how hard I work to get to the point where I am right now and how I can go to Coachella and Essentially get paid to go to Coachella now. I'm very grateful for that. I'm also kind of sad that I have to experience these things without Joe, because Joe is in baseball season right now. And though he is rehabbing um, his injury, and he's going to be back really soon. Thank, thank God, I think he's going a little insane. <laughs> Right now, because his team's already playing. But even though he's doing that, he still has to be there every single day. He can't leave and like come hang out with me. A lot of my friends get that really confused. Like my best friends, I'm like, are you guys listening to me when I speak? Because so many people, like some of my friends are having weddings in May and they'll text me and they'll be like, okay, hey, is Joe coming? And I'm like, no, he's, I told you he's in season. (laughs) Obviously, I'm nicer than that. I'm like, no, he's playing right now. And they're like, he can't just come for the weekend. I'm like, okay. Baseball, once they step foot into their city for spring training until literally the very end of September, if they don't make it to the playoffs, if they make it to the playoff, it's it's into November. They are busy literally every single day. There is one time they get a break. If you're not an all-star, you get the all-star break. It's like three days in a row. And everyone's like, whoa, the big break of the season. Like, Every single day, even the off days, a lot of the time, Joe will go work out and then it's he's still working. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so anyways, my boyfriend is a ghost for literally eight months out of the year. So he can't go do anything fun with me. And I'm just seeing all my friends gear up for Coachella to have like these fun times with their significant other. And I'm just like, this kind of sucks a little bit. So I have like mixed feelings because I feel like I would have so much fun with Joe there because I just love doing everything with him. But obviously he cannot be there. I'm actually going to go with my friend Josie and uh, her boyfriend's coming and then his roommate's coming. So I'm just joining their little clan and those are my friends for the weekend. I'm actually going to Coachella with Revolve, which that's something I'm actually excited about too, because in 2019 me, if you would have told me that Revolve is taking me to Coachella, um, one, I wouldn't have believed you and two, I would shit my pants. (laughs) That was such a goal for me. And when you, I feel like sometimes when you reach goals, they just seem like a normal life thing. And then you're like, Oh fuck, like I would have really given my left hip for that. So I am excited for that as well. But there's like a little bit of like a heart wrenching moment where I'm like, I'm going to see all these cute couples around in love, having a great time. And I'm just going to be like, I'm here. (laughs) That's it. That's all I am. I know I'm going to get drunk and call Joe 8,000 times. He's going to be so (laughs) annoyed with me. I don't know when I turned into this person, 2019 me was like, I was, you know, working really hard during the day. And then at night you knew where to find me at neon carnival doing some, probably doing some drugs I should not have been doing. <laughs> and now I'm like, Joe, look at Meg Thee Stallion, like FaceTiming him. What the fuck? So anyways, that's my little life update. There's really nothing else to update you on besides the fact that I'm going to Coachella. By the time you're hearing this, I'll already be in the desert. So come follow me along on that little journey on Sunday. I'm going to post a YouTube video about getting ready for Coachella more like in depth, all my outfit options. I'm going to link everything as per usual. So if you need some festival style inspiration, you'll see what I landed on this weekend, but I'm going to share like everything I was kind of choosing from, uh, in that vlog. So you can combine that there, but let's get to the episode because I want to just like lay this out so simply and explain to you kind of my journey. And then I feel like it'll just be helpful for anyone. And it's easy for me too. When people ask the question, I can be like, Oh, episode 39, you can go listen to it because sometimes it's, it's hard to type all this information out. Like it would take me forever. And a lot of people ask that question. So like I could have a full-time job, just answering the question via DM for people, which is something we'll get into in a second, because y'all, I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay. So Here's how I became a full-time influencer. Let's start with college. I was in college for uh, political science and for sociology, and I had for my entire life wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, That's just kind of where my skill set is. Everyone I've ever met in my life, especially people who are lawyers, when they met me as a child, were like, you need to be a lawyer. Like, why are you arguing about literally everything and trying to prove every single point and debate everything like you're super annoying? (laughs) But also, I just think I was, I can kind of look at a lot of different perspectives and prove them all to be correct in some way, probably in some more manipulative way, but I can do so. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a lawyer. This is going to be great. I'm cut out for this. Then I started learning about politics and the US government and law. And I realized that I hate when human beings try to make laws and when they try to make order. Because we are so flawed and then you obviously get politics involved in all of that. And it is truly a steaming pile of shit. The more I learned about it, the more I was like, I hate this. The things that politicians do to manipulate people, the things that campaigns do to manipulate people and like the entire population of at least the U S mostly what is what I learned about, um, are so manipulative and fucked up. And genuinely they are textbook. We learned about them in textbooks. And when I was reading these, I was like, people know this information is out there, right? (laughs) Like, why is this not more well hidden? (laughs) What the fuck? And I just started getting really disillusioned with the whole system. So at this point I'm like, I don't want to do this at all. And I'd always been really drawn to fashion and style and beauty. And I really enjoyed like, I don't know, lifestyle content on the internet. At this point, I had found the Skinny Confidential, the blog. This was 2014. I was my first semester of my junior year of college. So 2014 rolls around. I was a definite reader of the Skinny Confidential. Lauren Everts was the OG for me. And I love the way she communicated with her readers. And she always just kind of felt like an older sister in that regard because she was like a little bit older than me. She was already like in her, you know, big girl adult life. And it was really cool to just read her very, you know, simple but funny and very relatable posts about lifestyle things like recipes or the ice roller. Like, I mean, I bought an ice roller in college because she told me to. So um, I I do have her her new ice roller that she actually made herself to, obviously. But she was the first person I started really following on the internet. And this was via her blog, like her website. And also at this time, I'm like, damn, I need to do something else. Like I don't want to go to law school. That sounds fucking horrible. Um, I definitely don't want to be in politics. I don't want to be, I don't want to do anything, manipulating the law to make it work for anything that makes me want to throw up. (laughs) So I just couldn't, I didn't have the stomach for it. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I need to get an internship. I've always felt super drawn to Los Angeles too. Like I visited when I was 14 for the first time. And I was like, I am living here. I'm coming here. And all of those things kind of culminated. And one night I was like, I'm going to start a blog. So I went on Google and I was like, how do you start a blog? And then I found wordpress.com. It was free. So I signed up for wordpress.com. I picked a free theme. I named my blog blog per my mother's recommendation, ramblings of a wild one. Okay. Let that sink in. It was ramblings of a wild one dot humble beginnings. Okay. I chose the most. Now that I look, you know, if I, I wish I had a photo of this theme, it was horrible. It was horrible. Okay. I didn't really know where I was going to go and how this blog was going to happen, but I was good at writing and I was good at images and stuff like that. I was good ish because the first post I did was more of an intro post. All right. I did it that night. It was 3 a.m. I was kind of just like, it was on a whim. Um, I had a little inspiration. I jumped right into it and I made it. Then I posted about a lemon pasta with these meatballs and the way I edited the photos y'all was so Disgusting. Again, I wish I had those photos. No one on earth would want to eat meatballs that look like that in a picture. Not a single fucking person. It looked like, I don't know, someone like it was gross. It was gross. It looked like cafeteria at your public school, meatloaf. And I remember seeing meatloaf at my public school that I went to. So (laughs) it looked like that. But if you desaturated it like a ton, (laughs) it was disgusting. anyways, I thought it was great at the time. And I just started from there. I started posting about food and then I would spend all of my time researching how to be a blogger, literally on Google, how to be a blogger. Also at the same time, I'm thinking I need to get an internship in Los Angeles. So again, go back to Google, Los Angeles internships, also, I need to note at this point, I did have an Instagram for the blog and it was a separate Instagram from my personal one. And I still hadn't told anyone about this at all. I'm chugging along with this blog. I'm taking photos of my outfits and taking photos of food, whatever it is that I wanted to post, I would post. And my beautiful, lovely friend, her name is Sarah. We call her Scarby because that's her last name. Scarby somehow found this. I don't know if I told her that I was doing it or what, but... She is literally the most supportive person in the world and just like the kindest soul in the world, as are many of my college friends. So Scarby finds one of the posts and she loved it. She posted it to her Facebook and she's like, oh my God, P made a blog. Like, look at this one. Can't wait to try. And this is at a time when everyone used Facebook, by the way. So everyone now knows that I have a blog. I am in. A college town in Texas, by the way, a very conservative college town. So everyone kind of tries to fit in with each other, right? Like that's what you do in Texas too. And then no one knows what a fucking blogger is. (laughs) And I'm trying to be a blogger. Everyone's very confused. Everyone's talking shit on me, you know? So at this point I have to decide, am I going to commit or not? And then I decided, obviously I'm going to commit. Something was just constantly pulling me down this road, I feel like. And even though it was intimidating and it sucked to be made fun of so much, I just continued to do it because I was like, I'm not going to not do it. Like I genuinely enjoy this. So I keep working on it. I keep researching. I'm literally going to Pinterest and searching how to be a blogger, blogging tips, whatever year it was. And all the pins come up, right? There are pins for every avenue of blogging possible. Where to get WordPress themes, wordpress.org slash wordpress.com, how to get better engagement on your Instagram, what kind of post to put on Instagram, how to do Twitter, how to do Snapchat, how to build a mailing list. Literally from all different sides of the internet, I read every single piece of information that I could get my eyeballs on because I couldn't stop. I literally was like, I need all this information to understand what's going on. So a couple months in, I go to apply for internships. I Google internships in, L- in LA because that's where I wanted to be. Uh, it brought me to internships.com. I went on internships.com. I searched fashion internships or social media fashion internships. I found one found a couple and applied to a couple, but one of the ones I applied to was with for love and lemons, which at that time was a very social media forward brand. And this is like 2015. So they already had like a million followers on Instagram and I really liked their products. So I applied for this internship. Part of the reason for starting the blog was also because it was kind of like a running resume for someone who was a poli sci major to show people like, Hey, I'm using social media to get people to my website to read about X, Y, and Z things. So I understand like that whole, the whole way content works, even though, yes, I'm a poli-sci major and me applying for a fashion internship makes no sense. Um, So that was another thing that was kind of in the back of my mind while starting the blog. I ended up getting that internship and moving out to LA in January of 2015. So... Luckily for me, I was ahead in school because I took APs in high school and I was able to just take about six hours online and then get my hours for the internship. And I don't know how I pitched that to my people at a and I was like, um, PR, fashion PR is the same as political campaigning because it's the same strategies. It's just marketing. First of all, the fact that when that was coming out of my mouth, I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty good. <laughs> so anyways, I go to L.A., And I'm now immersed in this whole crazy brand new influencer culture that's happening. Instagram had had come about four years prior to this. So I was seeing this blossom in Los Angeles and it was unlike anything I'd seen before because it was not in Texas yet. We didn't really even have bloggers that much that people followed. Like, There were already influencers getting paid like pretty good money at this point in LA. So when I was working for this amazing brand who's really at the forefront of social media, I was behind the scenes having influencers come in and pull clothes, um, get gifted stuff. I was sending out stuff to influencers. I would find cool influencers that I liked and gift them product because I thought that they were like going to be the next big thing. And I was also living in Los Angeles, being able to do my own blog. And people were uh, starting to send me stuff for free at this point, like brands and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. So at this point, I committed. I deleted my personal Instagram. I only had my blog one because I was never really like a user of my personal Instagram. Like I didn't really, never in my life had I thought at this point that I needed to get likes on something or comments or whatever. There was nothing about having more followers that clicked with me. Like I just didn't, there was no, I didn't think about that as something cool, I guess. And the second I started work using it as work, I obviously was like, oh, fuck. Like, we got to get this engagement up. We got to get more followers. I need a bigger audience. So it became like a game um, as opposed to like a popularity contest. And it became truly work. Like, truly, deleted my personal one. I was like, don't care. Not about this anymore. Committed to that. Then I was like, well, I need to like start learning more and learning more from other influencers. So the first thing I did for that was I got a part-time job one. Well, more like a freelance job. I was like a promo model for this beverage company and they paid okay. And then I would also do some modeling on the side, you know, they pay by the hour, some shitty rate. And I would go and model with the extra money that I had. I would go buy tickets to things like, um, create and cultivate was the first thing I did. And I just got like a normal ticket. I think it was like 150 bucks at the time. I went to my first create create and cultivate conference and there were bloggers who were much bigger, especially at that time than me, explaining how they got to where they are. Kind of how like I'm doing now. Um, I had to buy a ticket for that. And I was so inspired by the time I left that day because I had heard so many people from so many different parts of the industry speak about how to be successful. And so I started also creating like online friends. And these are all people who had the same following size as me at no point was i like reaching out to people who are much larger who are making like a lot more money than me and like much more serious about it being like hey let's hang out because just like read the room okay (laughs) so these girls already were making like a fuck ton of money too um and it just obviously you don't do that to someone who's like much bigger than you it just seems like you're trying to use them for something i got together with a group of girls who were like my same size whether i met them at create and cultivate or met them at events i would um DM brands and email them about going to their events and eventually I started getting invited to some and I really just immersed myself in all of that. I mean, Los Angeles, I was really lucky because LA that was like the center of it at the time and um I was in Los Angeles for that. So all of my time went to learning about this, shooting, and trying out new content styles, trying out, you know, new things on Instagram, trying out Twitter, trying out Snapchat, like experimenting all the time, creating content, writing on the blog was a huge part of the, the beginning stages for me. And then hanging out with other influencers uh, who I'd met at events and going to a lot of panels and things like that to learn. And then when I moved back home, I was like, fuck, I need to be back in Los Angeles because I was so inspired just being there. It was a completely different energy. And no one thought I was weird for being a blogger. I will say when I got, when I was in LA and came back to Texas, people had like, they thought I was a little bit cooler, but I still got shit on every single day (laughs) for being a blogger. But that was a huge part of my, of my journey is going where it's happening. Like literally going into the middle Of everything and planting myself and learning as much as possible, immersing myself in that culture while I was able to, because I, you know, was ahead in school and stuff like that. So I took every, you know, opportunity that I could to do that. And another big thing I will say that helped me a lot, especially in these beginning stages, is that I was really resourceful. I asked Google everything. I did not slide into influencers' DMs that were bigger than me to ask them questions about how I can become a blogger because that is so weird. Don't do that, please. One, you're not entitled to anyone's time, okay? Just because you follow them on Instagram doesn't mean a person needs to come to your Instagram or your TikTok or whatever it is and give you an audit and explain to you how to get where they are. Do you know how many people are asking some of these larger influencers that question in their DMs? It would be a full-time fucking job, like I said, to to, uh, reply to those people. And there are plenty of influencers who for their actual content, tell people how to become influencers. They're all over TikTok, they're all over YouTube. Um, they're on Instagram. Go find them and ask them. Don't slide into bloggers or bloggers, I still say bloggers, other influencers, DMs who are especially ones that are huge, and be like, hey girly, um, really like your content. Can you teach me how to do what you do? Like There is an entitlement there that I will never understand. And I know sometimes it seems like it's not like if you're actually doing that and you mean, well, like here's the thing. I know people mean well when they do that. Sometimes they just want to know the information, but I think you are not reading the room properly when you do something like that. There are plenty of resources online. And let me tell you, most people who you idolize in a space, I know this because I idolize people in the space. Um, did their own legwork themselves, and that's not. This is not like gatekeeping. Everyone's always like, uh, people are gatekeeping. People are gate. No, no one has time to feed you that much that information. <laughs> people have things they gotta do. People are running businesses. They're doing twenty platforms for their social media, and then they have a company. Like for me right now, I have Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, podcast. My website's almost done. Yay! And then I have. For the podcast, I have an Instagram for the podcast. I have a TikTok for the podcast. Not to mention while you're on Instagram, you have to create stories, empty posts, and reels. On YouTube, you got to create shorts as well now. I'm I, I'm lost with that. And then I also have a clothing line, where I, which I have a TikTok for, an Instagram for, uh, and a website for. So... There's so much going on that if I have a second to even hang out with Joe at the end of the day, I feel like I'm lucky. So I personally don't have time to tell everyone you know, give everyone an Instagram audit and then explain to them in vivid detail how they can be successful in my field. If I don't have time, the bigger girls definitely don't have time. So it's not rude. It's not gatekeeping. It's just that everyone has to do their own work sometimes. So you're going to have to get on the internet and be resourceful. That's the best thing about my journey that I've learned so far. The most helpful thing Get it together. Be resourceful. Do not sign in someone's DM to tell you, hey, girly, can you tell me all your tips? No, don't do that. We aren't doing that around here. And most people I can tell you who are successful did not do that. But there is a difference. You can buy a ticket to a panel someone's speaking on that you want some information from. You can listen to their YouTube videos, their podcast episodes, go to their Instagram stories, like be resourceful and look for information they've already created, maybe their TikTok. Another thing you can do that's really helpful that helped me is connecting with other influencers that are your own size and you kind of trade information. When I first started, I got a group of girls together that I really liked following online. I threw everyone in a direct message and I was like, hey guys, we're all around the same size. I love following all of y'all and I just wanted y'all to know about each other and like we can all be friends. And that Group chat lasted a really long time via Instagram DM, and I'm still friends with these girls today. And some, a lot of them actually are still connected and still friends. So there are ways to connect and learn from other influencers that aren't just being like, "Hey, by the way, with none of the time that you have, do you mind explaining me to me from you know point A to Z how you got here and how I can do it too?" I'm just like, my mind is blown when that happens. Sorry, that's a hot take. I know some people aren't gonna like it, but. My mind is literally blown, (laughs) the audacity, like, good God, go learn something. You have to self-educate. And by the way, the self-education never ends because you're always going to be doing something new um, if you're doing this job correctly. So I was talking to my friend Alex the other day, actually. She was on the podcast a little while ago. She started a company called Bloggers Who Brunch, which really just started out as bloggers brunching. And then she just never said the word no and continued to grow and grow into the crazy experiential marketing firm that she has now. She's actually, Bloggers Who Brunch is putting on the Soho House, the huge Soho House um, Coachella party this weekend in the desert. She just You know, sponsored a table at the Oscars with Erewhon because Erewhon hired them. She has grown substantially in the years that I've known her since it started out as a literal just influencers getting together for brunch. And her and I were talking the other day and she was like, she said something how someone slid in her DMs like, like every everyone does every single day saying like, how can I have your job? What can I do to have your job? And Alex is like, I literally hate when that happens because no one wants to like actually go try to figure it out. They just want to ask you and get the answer from you. Like, no. And she was saying she was on the phone with a huge client and she was like, no one knows how to use Google. Just you Google everything. She was on the phone with a gigantic client. And they're explaining to her all these like forms that she, they're like, okay, do you have this form and this form and this form for a massive event that they're putting on? And they're like, okay, do you have the TFF form? And Alex is like, I don't know what a fucking TFF form. So she's on the phone, Googling TFF form, reading it real fast and being like saying yes and learning later that she needs to, you know, gather that form. My point is for all of this is even people who are doing the coolest shit ever, one, don't necessarily know everything. And two are also learning and you learn as you go and you be resourceful. Don't slide into someone's DM and wait for their response and be like, Oh no, they didn't respond to me. So I guess I don't know what the answer to that. Go find the answer. <laughs> Google it, go on Pinterest, go on YouTube, go find the answer yourself. Being resourceful is the most important part of this entire job. And if you can't do it, it's not going to work for you. Sorry, that's very blunt, but it's very true. So after I come back, my new norm is influencer culture. I know it really well. I worked in it so far for you know six months. I had started getting free stuff from brands and learning how to create content for brands and just being more responsive with them and the people who worked in those brands um, and creating some relationships, which is really important in this whole world is creating one-to-one relationships with the people who work for these brands. At this point, I'm back in college. I'm like, I want to go back to L.A. My mom's blindly supporting me. My dad's like, you're going to stay in college. (laughs) What the fuck? You're a senior. So I am focusing very much on learning more and more and more about blogging. I'm trying to build my presence there. Not necessarily because I saw something in the pipeline and in my future for it. I just was addicted to it. I could not stop. I wanted to know everything about it. And it was so natural. I would say end of college, my end of my senior year, I had started to pick up very small jobs. I didn't have 10,000 followers on Instagram quite yet, but I was making a little bit of money doing that. And I was getting a lot of free stuff. And I was also using reward style and shop style to make money with affiliate, with the affiliate networks. And I had learned how to do that, by the way, from Pinterest, Pinterest searching, how to make money blogging, how to make money on, on social media. I learned about reward style. I learned about shop style and I taught myself how to use those platforms. They have lovely resources on how to use those platforms actually on the platforms. And I started using them very avidly and making a teeny bit of money with that. I would literally be working on the blog in my classes (laughs) because I was like, damn, if I have to be at college, I'm going to be doing what I want to do. I was already passing like I was going to be fine. I was pretty good at my major. So I just was spending so much time doing the blog. And I luckily still was passing my classes. And I remember very vividly one night I was like, this is what I want to do for my career. Like, I'm not going to law school. I want to do this for my job. And it all hit me at once. And I remember calling my mom and just sobbing. Cause I was like, it's so obvious. Like this is what I want to do with my life. And my mom's like, for sure, let's do it. Like you could do whatever you want. Go for it girl. So I, once school ended, I did not walk at graduation. Cause I could not get out of there fast enough. I was in Los Angeles two days after my last classes. And that starts the whole new you know, journey. So before I was moving, there was another girl at University of Texas. Her name is Molly. Her and I had followed each other a little bit because she was the only other person I knew doing the same thing that I was. And we had some mutual friends. So without meeting each other, we decided to move in together when we first got to Los Angeles. And we lived together for actually two years. And The thing, the reason I went to LA, by the way, is because I had to be at the center of what was happening. I wanted to do this so badly that I was like, where can I go where it's all happening? Now it's a little bit different because I feel like you can kind of be all over the place and be successful at this. But in my instance, with Instagram and blogging and stuff, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm committing. We're doing this Los Angeles thing. People are there doing it already. I want to learn. So flocked to LA. I also knew that like LA just makes me really happy. The sun makes me really happy. So I'm just more in the working mode when I'm there. Uh, By the way, I did a a whole podcast on making a big move like that. It's episode 26. If you want to listen to it, if you need some inspo for a big move, I have a whole episode dedicated to it. So my dad was nice enough to move all my stuff out in a U-Haul, could like attach my car to the back of it. Molly and I move in together, so we just jump into this world immediately. We already are talking to PR teams. We're emailing whoever we can find, whoever contacts at the brands that we like. We're trying to go to events. We are going to events. We're a lovely little duo. We're helping each other shoot. We're learning from each other. It was really nice to be fully immersed in that the first two years that I was there. I was up every single night until 3 a.m. Again, getting on Pinterest, learning how to up my website learning new things about mailing lists, learning new things about Instagram, trying to figure out different tactics for these social media channels, what would work for me. Like so, so, so much research. I literally cannot stress that enough. Just self-educating all the time. And every event we went to, we learned a little bit more. We made new friends. We made new contacts with brands and we made sure to keep in touch with those people. And us living together was really nice for this because, you know, we could each remember really important stuff. And share that information with each other. At this time, the first month I moved out to LA, I made $400. So I took a lot of my graduation money and I got a couple jobs. I would babysit a couple times a week. And then I kept up with that promo modeling job where I would like, it was an energy drink that doesn't exist anymore, actually. And I would go hand out samples at Whole Foods or go like hand out cans on the beach, like during like surf, competitions and things like that and then I would also still do modeling for really cheap for just like smaller brands and I was very very lucky by the way I didn't have to really come up with a full lump sum of saved money which I highly recommend and a lot of people do if you're if you're wanting to go full-time with an influencing thing like you should definitely have like a blanket obviously like you don't want to go broke I lived paycheck to paycheck but I was super lucky that like if I ever would need something, like if I got hurt or if I couldn't pay my rent that month, um, or if I couldn't pay for groceries or something like that, my parents were willing to help me. Of course, they weren't like, we're going to give you the lavish lifestyle. (laughs) They're like, if you need us, we are here. And it would be for me asking them for money is like the worst fucking thing in the entire world. I hate it. And I also knew that if I asked for money too much, they'd be like, Hey, you need to come home. So, I just worked all the time and I worked all the time trying to figure out how to make it work. And then I also worked all the time trying to make money so I could like live day to day. But I wanted to say that cause I am really lucky that I had that, that safety blanket if I really needed it. And at that point, really the only thing I would have wasted if it didn't work out is my time. I wouldn't have like gone, you know, completely hungry or anything like that. Like I was very lucky to have my parents there to support me. And they also believed in me enough to, you know, offer me that support if I really wanted or needed it. So one of the first events I ever went to actually that I met someone that really changed the course of my career was a random rooftop event. I didn't know who was sponsoring it at the time, but one of my friends was like, we should go was one of my girlfriends who I'd met via that DM I put together uh, a little while prior. So this is probably a couple months after I moved to Los Angeles and I'd been there for a bit it was this like random rooftop event. And my friend was like, you should come. It's for this hair company. I get there. The hair company's Redken, like from L'Oreal. I was like, Hey, I know what that is. (laughs) No one told me that. And typical influencer events are just like, you know, you come in, they've got cocktails around, you mix and mingle with some influencers, with some people for PR, you take some photos. Um, you're there for press. So they want you to take photos of the product or the experience and share their handle, things like that. So you usually go and Sometimes I'm in, I'm out. I I talk to influencers sometimes, but there's so many. Like, you can't just like go out and drink cocktails every single night if you want to be productive. But this one I went to and stayed for a little while. And I ended up meeting one of the main PR girls for Redkin. We really hit it off. And she was like, Okay, well, I guess this is like summertime. It had to have been like July, August. She was like, Well, we are doing a thing for Fashion Week in September have you ever been to fashion week? Like, would you want to come? And I'm looking like, I'm looking at her like, what the fuck? (laughs) I started blogging five seconds ago. I'm a noob. I don't have that many followers yet. I just thought I like, wasn't cool enough to be asked for this. And it was literally just because we connected. So fast forward to that first fashion week I ever went to, they flew me out. They put me up in a hotel. I went backstage with Redken and did all the things at a Cynthia Rowley show actually. And I got dressed by Cynthia Rowley and got to get some content. It was like a fucking dream. Okay. This is why networking is so important by the way, because one, it got me there, which really helped me get exposure to other brands. And they'd be like, Oh, well Peyton did you know, fashion week with Redken. Like we should send her some products. And that opened doors for me to be able to, you know, photograph that product and start working with those brands and making those contacts. But Redken in particular, For the following four years, I had a Redken artist do my hair color, who I loved, Spencer. He's got a great podcast now called Cult Leader, by the way. And we went to so many different events at New York Fashion Week, at Coachella, all these crazy events with Redken, my friends and I, all of us, because of that first instant connection I had with the PR girl, Haley, at the first event I went to for Redken. And oddly enough... I'm working with, uh, Redken at Coachella on Friday to the day after y'all are hearing this, if you're listening to it on Thursday and the same person is still in charge of it. It's six years later <laughs> and, um, we're working together on a project now. It's obviously a much bigger scope because I just, my job has progressed so much for uh, a Coachella post and this whole, you know, this whole thing. So it all comes full circle with a lot of these brand reps and people change their jobs a lot, go to different PR agencies or brands. And those people and the network that you build with those people is so important, which is part of the reason I really loved living in Los Angeles. And I knew that was going to happen. That's why I moved there. So I really went into the fire there. If you are not living in a place like that, let's say where you have access to face-to-face contact with these brand people and you're trying to build, get in their inbox, talk to them back and forth, make sure they know who you are. For me, the face-to-face contact was huge and it built some of the biggest brand deals and long-term brand deals I've ever had because I kept up with that contact Contact, and it was super easy for me too, obviously, because they were where I was. So about eight months in, I would say right after that, Um, fashion week is when I was full-time, full-time supporting myself. Was I living the lap of luxury? No. Was I spending a fuck ton of money on a lot of things that I really wanted? No, I wasn't traveling a ton on my own dime. At least I would go to cool events with brands though. We would occasionally get free hotels and stuff like that. So we got to go on some fun adventures, but I started my little nest egg and I was living paycheck to paycheck for about four years. But the paychecks got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, and I was able to move into a little bit nicer of an apartment and then a little bit nicer of an apartment. And it took me about six years, I would say, to start making real money where I'm like putting things away into like various plans and I have more of an investment strategy and things like that, which I also have been asked to talk about, but I just have no idea what's going on. I have someone who does that for me now. But in six years, we've gone from making $400 in a month to being signed with management and going to big things like Coachella with companies like Revolve. In all of it, the only reason any of it ever happened is because of the first days of learning and self-educating, trying new forms of content, trying new outlets, YouTube, Instagram, podcast, obviously, not asking for help, where, you know, from bigger people and expecting them to help me and tell me how to do things, being resourceful, Googling literally everything possible, researching absolutely all the time, learning about everything new in my little niche and networking and keeping in touch with brands that I really like and PR firms that I really like and making sure to really take advantage of those relationships in a work setting. So those are some of my biggest tips for if you're starting right now, particularly the experimentation one. I feel like TikTok is such a huge, huge, powerful medium. And not only can you learn so much information on it, but you can go viral in two seconds and build an audience in two fucking seconds and really share who you are quickly with these little fucking videos. So put yourself out there, try new content styles. If you don't have some setup that are already successful for you, try out a bunch of new ones, see what happens. You got to get in the arena to actually experiment and grow and learn. So you got to actually do the work first. And it might be a little bit embarrassing. People might say you're weird. You just got to do it. Like there's no trick to getting over if people like you just got to do it. And if people say you're weird, they say you're weird. Yeah, you're probably not going to like it, but who cares? It's going to be over with in five seconds anyways, because once they said you're weird, the words are out of their mouth and it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, I feel like this episode's so all over the place, but I wanted to explain my story and kind of inlay those tips there because it's not a glamorous road. And it wasn't like a very simple road and it wasn't like very straightforward in a lot of ways. It was a lot of just like meandering down a path and seeing where it took me and hoping for the best. And a lot of the times, a lot of the worst happened things getting hacked, websites being down, not understanding the back end of websites. One time I got a call that my website was down or a text from someone. They were like, hey, your website's down. On a day, I had like a sponsored post on my blog and I was on a boat in the middle of the water and I was on the phone with fucking WordPress. <laughs> Being like, what the fuck is all wrong with my site? That happened to me so many random times throughout the years. There's always things going wrong in this space. And also, by the way, it takes up your entire fucking life, just for warning. So you're going to have to be aware of that and be ready for that and dedicate and commit a lot of time to figuring it out. And if you can do that, and if you can network... You're gonna be able to be good at this, I think. But you just really have to work with also what you have to bring to the table. So, let's say TikTok is your first. You're going with TikTok strategy. Do something that you like, but also that you're good at. What's random information that you know? What's something you can share that not necessarily not anyone else is sharing because there is so much duplicate content on the internet. But what can you do really well and make that stuff play to your strengths? Don't just copy what other people are doing. and what works for them. Like really focus in on what your strengths are and what you can share and focus on those things and experiment with them. And don't be afraid to try new things because you'll see something pick up. And once it does, you can kind of, you know, push yourself in that direction. But if you've learned anything from this, it's experiment network, stop sliding in people's DMS, asking for them how to have their career because they don't have time to answer you because they're having their career. (laughs) And that's what's taking all their time. That's not called gatekeeping. That's just called being a person and commit wholeheartedly. Don't look back. Don't let your fear of what people are thinking of you get in the way. Cause of course you're going to have the fear. Just don't let it get in your way. Still keep trekking forward in what it is you want to do and let people say what they want to say and do what they want to do. Because had I stopped six years ago, I wouldn't be living the life that I'm living right now. And that would be such a tragedy <laughs> for me because I am so, though I'm very stressed by it, I'm super proud of and happy with the life that I've chosen and I don't know what I would have done otherwise. Anyways, that's a really long, drawn-out explanation. I hope you guys got something from this and I hope you aren't scared of me now, (laughs) yelling at you not to slide in people's DMs and ask for questions when you can just answer them yourselves. This is just my very raw and very not glamorous story. And I think it's important to share stories like this rather than, oh, well, I started posting and then brands were just paying me thousands of dollars. Like that's not how it happens. There's going to be some grit involved. Some people do it faster than others, but, uh, I think everyone has a place on the internet. Everyone has a place to do what they want to and make money on the internet. You're just going to have to figure out yours. And, uh, that's one thing I can't explain to you what your place is going to be. That's something you have to figure out yourself, but thank you guys so much for listening I am very tired. I just ordered some um, ice cream as well, and it got here uh, like five minutes ago, so I think it's melting outside of my door right now. I'm going to go eat that and pack and get ready for the desert. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and I love you forever and ever and ever. Go do cool things with your life. I'll talk to you all next week.